Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 39. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host of this program. Thank you so much for joining me again as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping us find balance in our individual journeys. We're always excited to meet those who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today, we are honored to have with us an individual who strives to support others to create balance in their lives through formulations of probiotics. I would like to welcome Harry Bernosian of Custom Probiotics to share his experience and expertise with us. Hello, Harry. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, how are you? Very good, thank you. It's, uh, um, I have to tell everyone, well, you know, Harry is also here in uh, the La Crescenta area, which is very, 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 just above Los Angeles itself. So it was great to have him just shoot down here into our little studio and uh, be present with us. So Harry, can you tell our audience a little bit about your history and um, your background and, you know, how you came to be who you are today? Sure. Uh, by the way, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, <clears throat> well, my educational background is I have a bachelor's degree in chemistry uh, and then a master's in chemistry as well as a master's in chemical engineering. So I've been in this field for since 1972 and mm -hmm. I've worked um, the first uh, 20 years in the field of environmental engineering dealing with water, wastewater, sewage treatment, mm -hmm. industrial wastewater treatment. And I've worked in different countries. I've worked in Saudi Arabia. I've worked in uh, Dubai, Sharjah, as well as in the United States. So I've traveled a lot. And uh, so that gave me a lot of experience. And uh, so basically, uh, my field is very scientific, and I like to do research. And and uh, I will tell you later on how I came by to be from the <laughs> environmental engineering to the um, uh, probiotics business. And there is a lot of similarities because in the environmental, in the wastewater treatment, in the sewage treatment, mm. um, one should have in the aeration chamber, you should have a certain amount of uh, bacteria so that the, when the raw sewage comes in, the existing bacteria will eat the sewage and therefore mm. it will treat the wastewater uh, and you will have a 90% reduction in the, uh, in the qual uh, improvement uh, of the wastewater coming in and then going out. So I want to compare this sewage treatment with the digestive system because that is, again, the same idea where we have bacteria in the digestive system. Now, there is also a, a, a sewage treatment system that are anaerobic, which is which, without air, just similar to our digestive system, which is anaerobic. There's no air in the digestive system. Mm -hmm. And so in the anaerobic system, it takes more time to do the uh, treatment in, uh, of the sewage. It because take, there is no air. Yeah. Uh, uh, it takes maybe three, four, five days to do the treatment. So it takes time. It, the, the, the reaction is rather slow. Hmm. Uh, but in, uh, so in the digestive system also, is not very quick. Uh, and so the, waste, the, 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 the food that we eat, it, it goes into the stays uh, maybe one or two days in the colonic area, depending on the situation. It may be half a day or a few hours, depending what's going on whether you have diarrhea or constipation and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. uh, so the, uh, if the, the intestinal flora, the bacteria in the digestive system, is not the, in the proper balance, then uh, we will have a problem. Just like in the sewage treatment system, if the, uh, the, the concentration of the good bacteria is not uh, at the proper level, if it is higher or lower, the system will not be working properly. So taking care of the bacterial situation in the sewage treatment system as well as in the digestive system is, is, is essential to get good results. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. I mean, I think as a commoner, we, 
we don't know. We think the sewage system, it goes through, you know, the drains and then it runs off into the ocean. <laughs> and that's what we think about, right? We, yeah. we don't know about this, this middle area, which we've heard of filtrations and things like that that are put up. But now you're telling us there's a whole new area where there is the chemicals in there that actually help to break down the sewage before it actually goes to the ocean. Is that right? Exactly. And if, and if when, let's say, in the Hyperion area, if the uh, wastewater is not treated properly, uh, they will know and they will stop uh, and they will give alert saying that the sewage that is being going out, the treated wastewater, is a problem, so don't go swimming or anything. So, uh, so, but in our in our system, uh, well, in, in the human beings, we will feel something going wrong, uh, a tummy ache or diarrhea, constipation, and um, or tiredness and various other symptoms, and that will make us uh, alert, alert. And therefore, we should be careful in what we're eating. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So how, how so we have our filtration system in our stomach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and when you say that the the <clears throat> food that we take in, um, uh, it stays in our colon for about a day or so. Um, now, can you explain the colon to us, Harry, uh, so that we we have a little bit of a sort of a mental visual on that? Yeah. Well, the colon is, uh, I think, uh, three foot long. And it has an ascending part, and a horizontal part, and a descending part. So, and uh, and the colon, of course, is larger in diameter than the small intestine, and that is like a an, a, an area where we store the treated um, uh, the, uh, the 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 um, the food that is being digested before mm-hmm. it goes out. Now. The, the difference between the colon and the small intestine is that the majority of the bacteria in the colonic area, uh, the majority of the bacteria in the digestive system are in the colon. 90% are in the colon. And therefore, um, the, the proper balance of the bacteria, whether it's good or bad, uh, we sh- should be uh, taken into consideration. In the small intestine, we don't have that much bacteria. In the large intestine, in our digestive system, we have 100 trillion bacteria hmm. in the whole digestive 100 system. 100 trillion forms? 100 trillion bacteria in the digestive system, which hmm. is 10 times more than the number of cells that we have in our body. Hmm. So we have 10 times more cells, uh, 10 times more bacteria in the digestive system than than the cells, so uh, you can see that uh, that oh, that's really overwhelming, and ninety percent of that is in the colon. So now, therefore, what what's happening is that uh, because of that thing, and the more we go down in the digest in the colonic area, as we go down in the colonic area, the more we go down, the higher the concentration of the bacteria. Mm-hmm. So. That is why uh, people have colon cancer versus small intestinal cancer because, and the majority of the cancers are in the lower part of the colonic area. And when in that area, if you don't have the good bacterial concentration, if the majority are bad bacteria versus good bacteria, then in t- with time you may have inflammation and uh, you may have erosion and you may have. Uh, uh, the whole uh, uh, area will change in its function. And therefore, and if your immune system is low and if you comp- continue eating sugary stuff and junk foods, so that can produce cancerous situations. So mm-hmm. taking care of what we eat and the, the flora balance, um, eating fermented foods, probiotics, yogurt, and stuff like that, will make us uh, prevent uh, any future uh, uh, problems. And another thing is that as we grow older, the intestinal flora will not be as good as you're a young person. Like, for example, when I was, uh, what, uh, about 16 years old, 
and I used to play basketball. Uh, and I come home uh, at nine o'clock, <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and I then go, eat dinner. <laughs> ready to eat, and what do I eat? I go get a piece of steak, fry it, eat it, and go to bed within half an hour. Oh. Do you think I can do that right now? <laughs> that, that'll be really. Uh, uh, I will not be able to sleep for four hours, maybe. And right. I will. I don't know if I will ever digest that uh, fried steak. You know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, uh, so aging is. Uh, but there are many other factors are also that affect the intestinal flora. Mm -hmm. uh, so, the number one is antibiotics. When mm -hmm. you take antibiotics. Antibiotics are like machine guns. They kill bacteria. Well, good the, and bad. The good and the bad. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't know whether what is good, what is bad. So And uh, and depends how much uh, antibiotics are you taking, uh, which antibiotics you're taking. And, um, and so it kills the good and the bad bacteria, but it will not kill the yeast, for example. And therefore, the good and bad bacterial concentration goes down. And the yeast will see that, ah, this is an opportunistic uh, opportunistic time for me to grow. And mm -hmm. it starts controlling the digestive system. As a result, your, your, the whole digestive system is changed. And uh, the as absorption is, is reduced. The assimilation is reduced. As a result, you can have all kinds of problems, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, uh, candidiasis, uh, uh, and that mm -hmm. will affect your immune system. So you see that uh, the uh, uh, antibiotics is good in one way, but it has its problems. However, if you're going to take antibiotics, then uh, it's good also to take probiotics, um, not exactly the same time, but let's say two hours apart. Let's say you're taking antibiotics after, normally you take it after a meal, so we suggest that you take probiotics at on empty stomach first thing in the morning when you wake up and just before you enter your bed. So that way, while you're taking antibiotics, you take the probiotics, but then dosage is also very important. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking heavy-duty antibiotics, uh, taking one or two billion of probiotics will not do anything. So you need at least 50 or 100 billion to start with. And then after you're done with the antibiotics, then you, you, have, you, you have to play with the dosage of the probiotics because if, it, if a lot of your good bacteria are gone, then you have to use higher dosages to bring back the balance and mm -hmm. depending on the situation as well. Mm -hmm. And dosages vary between 50 to 800 billion a day. So what's a good dosage? Nobody knows. So therefore, we go up gradually and each person's dosage will be different because the intestinal flora of every human being is different. It's like a fingerprint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we experiment with the dosage, and uh, and it's within one or two weeks, uh, the person will be able to uh, find their uh, optimum dosage, which is different from somebody else's. So mm -hmm. you see that it's very important to understand what's going on in the body, in the digestive system, uh, and I hope that the med the, nowadays the medical profession is more in tune with the probiotics, uh, but not enough at all, because uh, we see a lot of clients <coughs> who suffer because of candida, of, uh, <coughs> of other complications uh, because of the probiotics. And uh, however, even if they are in a very bad situation, we can change the flora balance by playing with the dosage of the probiotics. So uh, the, uh, the field of probiotics is, is very uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. It has been in the, uh, uh, since the beginning of the last century. And uh, the Russian scientist Mechnikov was the first to talk about the Bulgarian uh, yogurt, etc. So, uh, but uh, in the last uh, 20, 25 years, there's been a lot of research in that field. And there's a lot of clinical studies, and there are more than 9,000 articles published in medical journals mm -hmm. about probiotics and IBD, IBS, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, etc. So uh, it's a very interesting field, and I hope people understand uh, that the, the taking care of uh, their flora 
is uh, essential because without the good bacteria, we almost die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. So, so I hear you've used two words here, which is flora and uh, probiotic and bacteria. Yeah. So, so my understanding is there is good and there is bad bacteria. The bad bacteria is the one that causes infections and causes it's it's the stress on the system. Yes. And then there's the good bacteria that basically uh, you need both of them to survive, right? Uh, yes. Well, uh, the uh, the let's start from the beginning now. Where <laughs> where, where do the, where do the bacteria come from in the first place? Now, while the while uh, a woman is uh, pregnant and the child uh, the child in the in the mother's uh, belly. Uh, will not have any bacteria. Mm-hmm. It'll be sterile. So, how does the uh, how where does the good where does the bacteria come from then? When the child is being born and passing through the birth canal, uh, at that a few seconds or or just a minute, uh, the child will swallow the fluids from the mother, mm. and and as a result. The, the bacteria will go into the uh, into the system of the child, and uh, and the, so the vaginal birth is a good way of getting the flora from the mother. Now, if the mother's flora is good, of course, if for one reason <laughs> or another the child the mother has some kind of problems. Um, uh, whether it is yeast infection or uh, whether it is any kind of bacterial uh, problem in the body uh, or low immune system, the the child's flora will not be as good. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, so the second way of having birth is C-section, yes. cesarean section. Now, during cesarean section, the child is born. Uh, without passing through the birth canal, and therefore, uh, the only way by which they can get the bacteria is through the environment of the hospital, <laughs> which is not as good as the vaginal uh, flora. And therefore, when uh, so but the when, flora, when you say the environment of the hospital, uh, what what do you mean by that? It just means that whatever it's breathing in at the time, yes, exactly. which is not always very clean in a hospital. Exactly, and the, and you will have uh, more of the bad bacteria in the child versus the good bacteria. Mm. Uh, exactly how it is uh, coming in and going, what's the mechanism? I don't particularly know, mm-hmm. but uh, that is what uh, all the research indicate. And when we deal with the uh, uh, mothers who, whose children have some problems uh, at very young age, we always ask the question, is, is the child C-section born or vaginal? Mm. Now, the second uh, cause of uh, in- flora imbalance for the infant will be if the child is breastfed or not breastfed. Mm. So if the child is breastfed, then the mother's milk, there is the good uh, bacteria, uh, uh, bifidobacteria, uh, and and not only bifidobacteria, but there are components in the uh, mother's milk that will overgrow the good bacteria. Hmm. Uh, uh, so, uh, the, the, like a prebiotic, and therefore, in the mother's milk, will be very uh, nutritious, and as well as will uh, will assist the the child to uh, have a good flora in the system. And uh, it's always good to have uh, breastfeeding uh, for one year or even two years. However, not every mother can do that. We yes. have mothers who cannot do anything regarding that, or they can do it for two months, six months, or three months, or two weeks, whatever. So if that is the case, then it's important to take uh, probiotics um, uh, at a dosage which is um, a very low dosage, but a multi-strain formula or, or uh, uh, basically uh, two or three strains of lactobacilli and bifidobacteria so that it helps the, uh, the child's uh, uh, immune system and the digestive system. So 
so one has to understand the mechanism of why things are happening. Mm-hmm. Because the the child's immune system becomes well established by the age of three. Uh, so during that time, also the intestinal flora becomes well established by the age of three. Not only that, the brain, the mind, everything, yes. uh, the, by the age of three, it becomes well established. Now, I'm going to come to the next uh, level of the uh, autis- autism. Mm. Based on our experience, we have more than 8,000 uh, mothers whose children are in the autism section, mm-hmm. uh, autism uh, uh, situation uh, all over the world. So we ship our probiotics all over the world. So And we see that we have a questionnaire on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the questionnaire is, the first question is, what do you think as a mother, what do you think is the cause of autism of your child? And the second question, at what age did your child, you found out that your child is in the spectrum? At the third question, what are the symptoms of your child? Mm. And the fourth, what what uh, what factors, uh, uh, what what uh, treatments are working for your child? So this, and we put all these uh, responses. We have more than hundred responses from mothers, and we put all that on our website so that uh, mothers who's, or families with children with autism they learn from the experiences of others. Mm-hmm. Now, why did I mention this? Because uh, through all the, this, the responses, we see that uh, all of the, uh, the responses, they say that the age is between zero to three at the, uh, during that time is when mm. they find out about autism for their child, normally around one to two years old. Um, and so now what is the reason that that is happening? That age of zero to three is very important uh, because during that time, if, for example, the mother during childbirth had some problems and then when the child is born, if they take a lot of antibiotics, mm-hmm. um, uh, if uh, uh, if they take uh, some other uh, drugs, if the child is not uh, breastfed, it's C-section, so, and then... All these affect negatively the intestinal flora and the immune system. And then afterwards, if they get vaccination, and especially if they get two, three vaccinations, uh, then as a result, you have a lot of factors that are affecting negatively the immune system of the child. And therefore, we see a lot of parents that they say that as soon as they got the the uh, vaccination, they found out they they immediately saw a complete change about the uh, the uh, behavior as well as uh, uh, of the child. Mm-hmm. And therefore, um, it's important that uh, the pediatricians, before they give uh, antibiotics or vaccinations or anything, they evaluate the immune system of the child. They find out about, ask questions about whether the, the mother had problems, C-section, breastfeeding, and they make, have to make sure that the immune system is good enough to be able to take the burden of uh, the load of the uh, uh, vaccinations, especially if they're giving two, three, or four vaccinations in one mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, the, if the child is C-section born, not breastfed, they've taken a lot of antibiotics, and if I'm the pediatrician, they br- bring me the child, they say, I'm not touching the child unless I, until I find how I, until I improve the situation, and then I can give the vaccinations one at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are some parents who, because of this uncertainty, they're afraid even of using vaccination. Mm-hmm. So, But once you understand what's happening, then uh, you can have the right strategies. But unfortunately, the medical profession, the pediatricians, they do not understand well the intestinal microflora. Mm-hmm. If they don't understand, then that's the fundamental uh, uh, part of the immune system. Um, and therefore, uh, we have uh, mothers who uh, uh, have, uh, nowadays, the, the autism, uh, the percentage of autism have gone down, uh, have gone up, I mean, uh, from 150, uh, one in 150 child to one in 80 child. 
so so this is a huge and 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 the mothers and the families they spend thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and time uh, in trying to improve that situation not to mention the psychological the 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 family problems the divorces etc due to all these issues mm-hmm. now which causes more stress on the child as well exactly right so the more breakdown of the immune system and so uh, we have many clients who use our delactate free probiotic formulation um, uh, because that in that formula we do not use acidophilus and plantarum because there's a lab called metametrics they have done studies they found that uh, a lot of autistic children have high delactate in their system delactate is a byproduct of uh, probiotic fermentation hmm. and uh, and that can produce neurological problems so therefore we have a formula without those two strains only for children in the autism spectrum oh that's very interesting yeah. and yet yet the delactate would be considered in uh, on a normal situation or an average situation it would be considered uh, a good probiotic yeah acidophilus uh, we have uh, 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 the, we have many other formulations in which we always use acidophilus and plantarum. Mm-hmm. Except that one formulation. Yeah. And we use it, for example, for people who have Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, candida, etc. And uh, and so the basic idea of, of all this is not that we're trying to treat a disease, but we're trying to normalize the flora. Mm-hmm. Once you normalize the flora, then you improve, the, your situation becomes normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, and then at playing with the dosage and all that. So mm-hmm. one has to understand all this. And so uh, it's uh, it's essential. So when we use probiotics, D-lactate-free uh, formulation, uh, other companies use other, other formulations, but uh, we uh, the, the, uh, there's a gut-brain relationship. Let me talk about that. But that's mm-hmm. very important. Uh, when the gut becomes toxic, it also hits the brain. Now, between the age of zero to three, the brain is not well developed. So during that time, uh, if we have a situation where the gut flora becomes very bad because of C-section, etc., etc., that I talked about, then the toxicity will hit the brain, Hmm. especially when you take the vaccinations as well in addition then that toxicity hits the brain, then the more the flora imbalance in the digestive system, uh, the more the, the effect on the brain, and therefore the more the results, uh, the negative results. So therefore, understanding uh, that gut-brain relationship, there's a lot of articles on gut-brain uh, relationships, and there are really many, many good articles published mm-hmm. in medical journals. And so uh, that is why we see the 99% of autism occurring between 0 to 3 because that's the time when the brain is not well developed and therefore that is the most important time for parents to really take care of their children. Mm-hmm. After that, they are, their flora becomes balance, more balanced, they become more established. And But again, uh, as we grow older, Again, we use probiotics for different issues, uh, although it's established. One thing that I want to mention also, that the the probiotic bacteria do not implant permanently. So, uh, for example, you take probiotics today, the good good bacteria goes goes up. And uh, uh, when you don't take it, it goes down. It doesn't implant permanently. So, so wait a minute. So it doesn't, um, but the bacteria in the body, whether it be good or bad, there must be a way that it would uh, accumulate on its own or or grow on its own because it's it's like how the bad bacteria would take over and the person will start to feel sick. Yeah. Does that doesn't happen with the good bacteria? Okay. So when you take probiotics, what's happening? Let's say that you have. Uh, a hundred of the uh, good bacteria and a thousand of the bad bacteria, mm-hmm. right? So we have more of the bad versus the good. So we add the, the good bacterial concentration. And what's happening? We're changing, let's say, make it even, for example. The environment of the colonic area is changed. Therefore, that change of environment will affect the digestion, the assimilation, 
mm-hmm. as a, and their immune system. And, uh, and then we can go even higher, let's say become 10,000 versus 1,000 or 100, whatever. And so, uh, so if you take too much probiotics, it's not going to create a problem for you. It may give you some diarrhea or constipation. And if that happens, then you know that, hey, I took too much. But uh, 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 by changing the, the, the flora uh, situation, uh, we are normalizing the situation, and therefore we should feel fine mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent. That certain extent is very important. And uh, it, uh, there are a lot of factors that affect the immune system of a person. So uh, how much uh, benefit the probiotics will do may vary from person to person, from autistic child to another autistic child. But uh, probiotics by itself is not the solution. Diet and probiotics go hand in hand. So if somebody eats a lot of sugary stuff and junk food, and then they come and talk to me, they say, Harry, uh, your probiotics is not working. I say, wait a minute, you're eating junk food and sugary stuff. Um, uh, Bad bacteria and yeast grow on sugar. And therefore, we always suggest to stay away from sugary stuff. Uh, you can eat some fruits, of course, but not no cookies, no candies, and no sugary stuff. Uh, because bad bacteria and yeast, they love sugar, they grow, they start controlling the digestive system. And therefore, diet and probiotics is goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, Harry, again, we hear the word flora that you say, is flora um, the name of the good bacteria? Okay, so now let us say, what are these flora? uh, We have more than 500 different bacteria, bacteria in the digestive system, 500. Nowadays, they are even finding more, maybe 800 or 900. So, uh, uh, So in the case of probiotics, Mm -hmm. Uh, there are two major parts uh, or families. Uh, we have lactobacilli and we have bifidobacteria. So lactobacilli reside mainly in the small intestine, although we have, we have some of it are in the large intestine. And the bifidobacteria reside mainly in the large intestine. Mm. Okay? So now, the basic bacteria, probiotic bacteria in the lactobacilli family are the acidophilus, salivarius, rhamnosus, plantarum, KCI, paracaceae, and a few others. So, Just to uh, name a few of but, the 500, right? <laughs> no, 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 not 500. The 500 is, uh, are, um, the majority are the bad bacteria. Mm. We don't have, and it's very difficult to um, isolate Mm. Uh, the bacteria, although there are many scientists who are doing it nowadays, and uh, uh, but uh, the good bacteria, uh, the number uh, in the probiotic field, maybe 20, 25, 30 maximum versus the, five, versus the 500. But in the 500, we have about 40 of them, which are the most pr- predominant. Mm. One of the predominant bad bacterias can be uh, this Clostridium difficile. Clostridium difficile or C. difficile is the bacterial overgrowth, especially when you take a lot of antibiotics. Like when people enter a hospital, they give a lot of antibiotics, then they start having diarrhea and severe diarrhea. And as a result, they have to take other antibiotics to kill that bacteria. Oh, yeah. I know that very well because that that actually happened to me as a child. They would go from one antibiotic to the next to the next and the next thing we were having to i was having to take other antibiotics to counteract that and to also counteract secondary infections i would get because of the weakening of my body (laughs) exactly i wish you were around that many years ago (laughs) (laughs) okay but uh, uh, so um, uh, nowadays, uh, medical doctors, gastroenterologists especially, mm-hmm. here in Glendale, we have the Glendale Memorial Hospital. Uh, they do. Uh, they are organizing various uh, lectures about uh, digestive issues, digestive problems, and doing, doing some research. 
and uh, they are even doing some implantation of somebody else's feces in the colonic area of the person with C. difficile wow. to, so that it normalizes the flora very quickly. So you see that there is no limit to the type of research that the gastroenterologist should do so that um, problems are solved mm -hmm. other than just the antibiotic part. Mm. And also we have clients who have uh, C. difficile and we have a formula for C. difficile and they go up in dosage up to 800 billion a day to change the flora composition so that they will be in a remission situation. Oh so, so you see that uh, uh, a lot of work is being done and, uh, and all, those, all those doctors who are research-oriented um, will give results and, uh, and will make uh, people healthier. And prevention is the most important. So especially in the hospitals, it should be a standard procedure to use probiotics when they are taking antibiotics. And, uh, but because probiotics are not uh, uh, necessarily FDA approved or anything, mm -hmm. that is why they do not use it. But I think that the FDA should uh, use, uh, su should suggest at least, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I do, that to be I done. I do believe but, they have started, actually. In the hospitals, um, <clears throat> I do believe they started, but the dosage is like uh, a million microorganisms as opposed to your 50 billion. <laughs> yeah, well. So, you see, but it's a start. It's a start. And I think those formulations have been approved to be used, I, I do believe, because I, I saw this two years ago already. Yeah, well, at least they can give some yogurt in the hospital and... Uh... No, no meat and stuff like that. But it's but, but Harry, the yogurt that they use in the hospitals have so much sugar. Oh yeah, <laughs> it has so much sugar, and and it's like the, the also the um, uh, food supplements. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, I won't name them, but it has so much sugar, and and I say, why are you giving the patients these things that have so much sugar? Because you know, yeah. it just increases the the bad bacteria in the body when it's feeding off of that high sugar. And they're saying, well, the sugar's for the energy. And it's like, wow. <laughs> what about a green drink? <laughs> exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, for example, when I was in the hospital for some problem, I, um, um, uh, I was very selective in what I was getting. And uh, my friend uh, brought me some cucumber. And uh, some uh, some other natural stuff that I could eat while I'm in the hospital, and uh, so that uh, I'm in a better shape. Mm -hmm. And you healed faster, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. So, um, Harry, what? I mean, it's just it seems like the research never stops. Yeah. The, the research for probiotics and the flora in the body, etc., and the balance of it, it seems endless. Um, do you work very closely with the doctors, with the gastroenterologist? I do believe it's uh, their correct title. Um, uh, not too many gastroenterologists. We have uh, a few, uh, but uh, there are many doctors who are nutritional-oriented, medical doctors, nutritional-oriented, nutritionists, health food stores, um, and uh, there are some doctors in the... Uh, Glendale Memorial Hospital, um, and uh, so, but we are open to uh, cooperate with uh, any medical uh, institution mm -hmm. to do either clinical studies or evaluations in a very scientific way, so that um, uh, so that uh, it'll be result oriented, so that uh, from the gastroenterological point of view. Uh, it becomes acceptable. And so we are open for that with any company, and we can make any formulation that they want. That's why the company is called Custom Probiotics. Mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. we can make maybe, let's say, two or three of the lactobacilli, two or three of the bifidobacteria, or we can pr make a nine-strain a nine or 11-strain formulation. And uh, the number of strains is important uh, in uh, some cases, 
uh, where uh, the where a certain formula doesn't work, then we form make another formula, and uh, and so we can even rotate formulations mm -hmm. so that uh, what we care is the result, the outcome. Yes, and it's. To my opinion, doing clinical studies is not easy. That easy because every person's flora is different, mm -hmm. and every person's dosage is different. Maybe the formulation is different, and the outcome is different. However, one has to compare the results of probiotics versus without using probiotics, or even comparing uh, uh, the probiotics with the drugs. For example, in the case of IBD, which is irritable bowel disease, uh, they use different types of drugs to reduce inflammation. So if they add to that uh, probiotics, uh, then you can get a much uh, uh, better effect. Um, and they can compare the results. So this is very interesting because from the medical point of view, what they should, anybody, any medical doctor should care is what the result if it's whatever result if the result can be improved then that's a better way of uh, solving problems mm -hmm. so harry um i'm very curious of course now how is it that you were working with environmental uh, organizations and how is it that you came into this field of probiotics okay so my answer to that very is very simple. For every bad thing, there's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, some people maybe have some kind of disease, some kind of problem, uh, even cancer. Uh, but one learns a lot from uh, uh, their problem, and you have to do research and see what can be done to improve your health. So, and as you grow older. Uh, the problems of uh, human <laughs> beings will increase. So we have to take care of ourselves as we grow older. So in my case, when I was like, what, 30, 35, uh, uh, I, I took antibiotics, tetracycline, and as a result, uh, I started feeling bad. My digestion was feeling bad. I started having some prostate problems. Hmm. And it took me a while to figure out that I had a yeast issue. And and uh, and uh, started taking uh, some anti-yeast medication, and I felt great. I mean, I, I felt much better. Uh, so, uh, and then after 15 years, uh, uh, in uh, 19, in fact, uh, 20 years almost, in 1999, I started having stomach pain. Uh, mm. And I found out that, uh, and then I went to a gastroenterologist. They did an endoscopy. They found that I have H. pylori in my stomach. Hmm. And and that is a disease of uh, some H. sort. H. pylori is the bacteria that causes ulcers. Oh, okay. So, and the uh, orthodox medical treatment is you have to take two or three antibiotics for fifteen days to kill that bacteria in the digest in the stomach. Hmm. And so, uh, however, the percentage uh, success of that uh, protocol is uh, 70 to 80 percent. Mm. So there's a chance of 20 percent or 30 percent that it will fail, and it happens a lot. So in my case, because I had yeast infection already, yeast issues, and plus on top of it, getting the triple antibiotics, would have been very disastrous. So uh, I saw 10 gastroenterologists, nine of them wanted to give me triple antibiotics. And the last one said, uh, uh, I, will don't, I will not give you antibiotics, but eat, take some antacid and, uh, and take, uh, eat yogurt. And that's as far as I will go. And he was a director of a gastroenterological department in a hospital. So it's very well known. So, but uh, as I did research, uh, I found that taking the antacid in the stomach is not uh, that good because then you, you need acidity in the stomach. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, otherwise, bad bacteria can go down. So, I started doing research. I found that a, a Japanese company or Japanese doctors are using certain probiotic bacteria to kill H. pylori. 
that's how I started thinking about the probiotic business. And that's how I started doing research and made contacts, started making different formulations. And I started thinking high dosages of probiotics. Mm. As a result, after eight months of probiotics and the antacid treatment, uh, I did another endoscopy with the same doctor, and he, he found no H. pylori. Wow. And so you, you never even approached the antibiotics that were suggested. Yes, but it doesn't mean that it will be applicable to everybody. Correct. So I'm giving you my personal experience uh, because uh, uh, of the research, and there nowadays there are many more articles on H. pylori and probiotics. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's good to try that option. Uh, it's good to discuss all these things, whatever I'm talking about, with your doctor, with your gastroenterologist, and uh, and optimize uh, the treatment so that you get the, the best results. Mm-hmm. So combining the nutritional and the probiotic uh, aspect with the medical uh, advice and uh, approaches is the best way of solving uh, problems. And uh, so that, uh, and and of course, diet, which uh, we have to be very selective when we go to a restaurant as to what we're eating, what we're drinking, yes. so that uh, we don't uh, overdo things. Sometimes we cheat and we see the results as a result of that. Then we say never again, but we do it again. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what life is all about. So. Interesting. Do, um, when do you have people that you know that uh, continue on their probiotics daily? Yes. Well, you can take probiotics daily, uh, and you can uh, take it every other day uh, as well. It is not a drug or anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's nobody can say that you have to take this many uh, twice a day, like like the, uh, the 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 medical doctor the the drugs that are being used in pharmaceutical drugs yes they they say use let's say one in the morning or one at bedtime or whatever uh, in this case it's you're free if you forget for a few days that's fine mm-hmm. it's not going to affect uh, it may affect uh, negatively a little bit but it's not uh, fundamental because of playing with the flora depending if some people has a lot of uh, bad situation it's good to take it on a daily basis uh, but uh, it's not necessary if you forget for a month and if you feel that hey it's you're not feeling as good you can start back again mm-hmm. so uh, and the probiotic uh, bacteria uh, you will not get used to it i mean it's to what you're putting changing the environment in that area and uh, and that's all i mean so one has to understand what is going on. It's very important. And the medical doctors should understand and explain. However, because of so much information now uh, and advertising about probiotics, mm-hmm. uh, people have much more capability of being self-educated. Right. And uh, and they always compare different products. We have clients that have used this or that that pro- uh, company's product. Sure. And uh, it's always good to compare and uh, and find whichever one is working better or worse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the options are here, and I'm glad that the until now the FDA is not putting uh, unnecessary controls on uh, on probiotics. Right. Uh, Maybe someday they will do it. But another thing is uh, in our business, uh, we also sell yogurt starters because we have many clients, like you were mentioning, that uh, uh, in the hospital you have uh, yogurt that is full of sugar. Uh, uh, but uh, but uh, we have parents, especially with autism, children with autism, uh, they want to buy, let's say, goat's milk or... Uh, raw milk or mm-hmm. very good quality milk and then add the yogurt starter to it and nothing else right and so that they have the best yogurt uh, in for their family mm-hmm. and uh, and then later on they can add some fruit to it to eat it or something so yogurt becomes a very good natural way of normalizing the flora mm-hmm. and we have many clients who use uh, our yogurt starters and um, uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know ch- what's funny is, is I actually 
uh, take the capsule of acidophilus and break it into the yogurt. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, that, so yeah, I just put the whole capsule in there and, and yeah. just eat the yogurt. It's and the difference between yogurt and probiotic yogurt, there is a yogurt association that they put a stamp on the quality of the yogurt that you buy from the helpers from the stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, the minimum you should have hundred million bacteria per gram of yogurt. Hundred million per, per gram. Gram. Per gram. So if per kilo, which is two pounds, it'll be a hundred billion. Okay, so uh, so our one of our capsules is fifty billion. 50 billion. So, but the, the difference is that yogurt is a food, mm-hmm. and there's calcium in it, some uh, other components. Uh, so, uh, uh, so making yogurt is a diff- another way of putting the good bacteria in the digestive system. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, you can, we have clients, they ask us, especially mothers uh, with children, they say, well, uh, the powder, how, uh, 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 when we mix it with water, we don't, uh, the, the child doesn't want to drink it or something, mm-hmm. what else we can do? You say, okay, you can add some uh, applesauce to it or some, apple juice to it, or you can make a smoothie with uh, with some fruits mm-hmm. or whatever, and you can add the yog- uh, pro- probiotics in it, and the child will never even know. Right. Or you can add the probiotics to, to yogurt, mix it, and just eat it, just like yes. you're, you're doing it. Uh, so uh, we and have It's actually this... really fun for the children to actually take the capsule and open it themselves, you know, and, and sprinkle it onto their yogurt or, or cereal or, as you say, applesauce. And, it, um, you know, and the food or the substance should be cold. Isn't that correct? Room temperature or cold mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way the yogurt is fermented, uh, in order to have yogurt, you need, uh, normally you heat the, the milk to, let's say, 150 degrees Fahrenheit or more, mm-hmm. uh, or 100 degrees. Uh, and then at that temperature, you have you at 100 degrees. You add the yogurt starter because, and then you have to incubate it in a in a, uh, a yogurt maker that keeps that temperature, oh, 100 see. degrees. Because at that temperature, the bacteria grows faster. The good mm-hmm. bacteria. If you do it at uh, 50 degrees, then it'll take much longer time. Mm-hmm. After you make the yogurt, that takes eight hours, ten hours, or 24 hours. We have people who do a 24-hour fermentation. Mm. Then after you're done, you put it in the refrigerator. Then you're after eight hours, you can eat it. It'll be uh, something that people do all the time. It's very interesting because, you know, the, the yogurts have a due date on it. And they are always refrigerated, of course. And I could remember a, a holistic doctor that I was with one day, and I had left the yogurt on the counter because I had to work, and I just left it half-eaten. And I came back and I was just about to throw it away. And he says, what are you doing? <laughs> he said, I'm going to throw it away. He goes, no. He says, it's okay. It's just room temperature right now. It's actually better for you right now. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, they said it's it's still fine because the bacteria, as it warms up, it continues to cultivate. Yeah. yeah. So. And in the past, when, when there was no uh, uh, probiotic the way we know but more than uh, 100 years ago. Uh, they used to ferment it in a uh, in a warm place, and uh, they get some kind of bacteria somehow. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, at that time, uh, more than a hundred years ago, uh, our flora balance, intestinal flora, was in a better shape. Yes. Uh, and uh, because we ate everything natural, there were no these uh, nothing, none of mm-hmm. these junk foods, and. Uh, uh, and another thing is that at that time, uh, we, uh, things were not as clean as they are now. We we make everything ultra clean, yes. which will reduce the, the uh, our uh, capability to fight infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, now everything is uh, very clean. So uh, at that time, they the way they stored it underground or something, uh, all kinds of stuff around it. God knows. And uh, so people got got used to it. Yes. Now with the with the change of with the drug business, um, 
uh, the, that situation become not natural. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how can we bring the situation back to normalcy um, while considering the benefits of drugs is the way is the right way of solving problems? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, and Harry, can you go over with us? We have a few more minutes here. Um, what uh, when people are trying to regulate the levels of uh, acidophilus or the level of the flora in their body by taking the probiotics, what were some of the side effects that they would know, okay, this is too much, I need to change? Yeah, as I mentioned, if they have uh, uh, diarrhea or constipation or if they mm -hmm. feel tired or, uh, or like uh, uh, they sleep a lot, well, by the way, I did not mention, uh, if uh, when you take probiotics, you relax uh, and you sleep better. Mm. Because at, especially at night, uh, when your flora is not balanced, you will feel agitated and you will not sleep well. So when you take probiotics at bedtime, you relax, you sleep better. And we see that with a lot of our clients, including myself. And uh, so uh, taking at bedtime is a good time because then it goes down and you are you're sleeping, it does its work, hmm. and you relax. Interesting. So, yeah. so one of the biggest signs would be if there's uh, too much um, uh, probiotic as we're testing it for our own bodies, it would be the signs would be diarrhea or constipation uh, and too lethargic mm -hmm. all the time. And from the safety point of view, we until now, we have been in business for 12 years, we did not see any uh, of our clients having uh, any uh, issue of getting infected mm -hmm. because of the uh, probiotics. Uh, although there are some studies where they say that if somebody has very, very low immune system, and if you give probiotics probably a high dosages, mm -hmm. it, it may infect them. Uh, but so, until now, we have not seen that uh, because probiotic bacteria are bacteria. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, you should not inhale it. <laughs> or um, uh, So that's why it's always good mix it in water. You can also uh, do a colonics. Mm. Uh, and after colonics, you can do enemas and you can keep the good bacteria in the uh, colonic area mm. and let's say for half an hour. That's another way of people who are in the do enemas or colonics. Uh, they do direct implantation, mm. um, and uh, so these are all natural ways uh, of uh, doing things. And, mm. Mm. But one has to be careful with whatever you do, Absolutely. whether it's drugs or or dietary supplements or whatever. Uh, they should be in very good quality. They should with with, with good uh, as a certificate of analysis. Uh, and so that, uh, you know, for one reason or another, one has to be, uh, and we do independent lab testing mm -hmm. to verify the bacterial count, and that's how we know the quality of our probiotics, because what we say on the label mm -hmm. has no value. We, we send it to a lab in Wisconsin, they test it, they give us the result, like our capsules, we say 50 billion per capsule at the time of expiration. After we make the product, we send it to the lab. This latest batch indicated 80, 85 billion per capsule. Mm. So we always over-design so that uh, uh, by the time of expiration, we're in good shape. Mm. So Wonderful. quality control in whatever you do uh, is in the case of nutrition. Uh, and that's how uh, people will benefit. Uh, and uh, that's what we are after. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Harry. This has been such a full hour with you and with so much information and yeah. and we look forward if there's any further research that you know comes up you have to let us know because we'd love to bring you back so that you can share with us whatever you find yeah there's a website called pubmed www.pubmed.com which is p Pop. yeah p u b as boy m e d pubmed.com mm -hmm. and you can put any medical condition you can put probiotics breast cancer, colon cancer mm. candida headache, whatever you want to put in there and you uh, then you press go, you can article you get articles published in medical journals on mm. that topic, oh, the majority are abstracts but there are some that you can get the full article mm. so I suggest that people who want to do research 
that's a good way of doing things and uh, and and taking care of their health because many times uh, getting the right information is not that uh, that yes. easy. It doesn't come that easy. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot out there right now and a lot to be accessed, you know, when people just uh, plug it in, you know, Google it, as they say. Uh-huh. There's a lot of information out there and it's you have to be very discerning about what you believe and what is actual factual. So um, yeah. thank you so much, Harry. We We so have appreciated you sharing all this information with us. You're welcome. Anytime. Uh, thank you. Okay. And I would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us and supporting us in this new platform of education and information. We are grateful for your continuous support, and we look forward to hearing on how we can support you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1.30 Eastern Time, Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. To learn more about our special guest, Harry Bernosian, and Custom Probiotics, please, we encourage you to visit customprobiotics.com, and you can also follow them on Facebook. Thank you, and until next time, namaste. Namaste.